fine. Um, we will. She's in the presence. Be free. Let the children come to me, he said. Um, so, so how many of you know kids running around does not lift the glory? I kid you not. I'll come back. I kid you not. I was in a meeting one time with, with Garen, BG, Brian. Uh, we were in a meeting one time, and a lady brought in their pet cat. And it was literally walking the aisles and, like, had come up. He was, like, talking, and she was there. It was like a testimony, and the cat came up. And I'm telling you, you know what? The glory didn't lift one iota. The presence didn't lift, didn't change the anointing, didn't suck the anointing out of them. I mean, just not one iota. So, you know, it just you just never know. That's the weirdest meeting I've ever been in, I think. And we had another guy with a staff who was, like, dancing, like, on the stage like he almost hit Brian I was like whoa bro you know like and so it was we ended up um it was pretty crazy we didn't know it it was in Charlotte and we didn't know it but uh it was during the gay pride weekend and God set it up we didn't know and so man I seen things that you just can't unsee but we also we also got to love on on people and it was crazy even one group even one core group they got a um a booth somehow given to them in the the parade so they shut the whole street down they had the whole street they got a booth given to them and they got to sit there and share the gospel and like pray with people and another dear friend of mine who actually he is the assistant to um pastor benny hen now just a close dear friend of mine his name's chad bada he gets up on stage somehow they give it well he's he's a he's a really fine looking young man if you ever see him with football player he's like kind of Middle Eastern looking a little bit and just really good looking. The dude could have been a model. And he, uh, but so I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, man, God used your looks, bro. He got you up there. And so they gave him the microphone and he gets up and he starts doing words of knowledge and healing from the platform in the gay pride parade. One of the wildest things I've ever seen. So God's just not offended, man. He just will break in and do whatever. And so I want to see God move amongst the homeless. We have a, a huge homeless population here in in the city of Youngstown, and we we personally, myself, Sarah, uh, Caleb Decker, Mary, many of them uh, who are part of Awaken Yo ministered to that population for years, and so we're going to get back out there and just love, you know, just share the love of Jesus, you know, that's really it, so yeah, that's about it for announcements, so stay tuned for that, I just wanted to, wanted to make you aware, so you can go ahead and lock that date in, it's a Saturday, it's uh falls on a Saturday so awesome so I think that's it what's up maybe at the end we shall see maybe at the end wait 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 yep all right okay My ears are still on fire. Anybody with hearing problems? Anybody still? Still? Yeah, one. Anybody else hearing problems? Two. Cool. Uh, hearing issues. Can you lay hands on Lena? And then you want to lay hands on her? And let's just pray. Let's just pray. I mean, my ears, I mean, are hot. Like, you know, like they like say, like, you, somebody's talking about you. Your ears burn like that? I mean, my ears are burning like that. I actually was standing right here, and this light was on me, and I was it was so hot. I was like, is it that? And I stepped over here, and it was even hotter. And I was like, nope, not that. Come on, Jesus. Heal. Fire. Open ears now. Open ears. Be healed right now. Every bit. The, the, the little cornucopia whatever that thing is in there that spirals be healed right now even if you've had tubes be healed right now yep just go ahead and, and, and touch uh, Paul's right shoulder too right now in Jesus name every bit of pain leave How, can you tie, would you be able to tell anyway from it should be able to tell <laughs> she smoke, huh? <laughs> Later. Cool. How about you? Okay. If 
Father, we just pray, open it right now. In Jesus' name. Funny story about just being smashed in the glory. Um, just you're open right now. Went down to uh, unblock now in Jesus' name. Went down to Pensacola, Florida, which is where I'm from. In in was on a uh, and and you know I know some people don't particularly care for Pastor Benny, Hen, you, you know, but I can tell you for real, like the some of the stuff that they actually had an issue from, he's repented from publicly, and and so and I'm gonna tell you from from even. Brian said it the other day to me. He said, no. He said, listen, he's a man of God. He said, when he talks, Jesus comes out. He's like, you get around him, and they sit with him. You know, he's best friends with um, Pastor Benny's son-in-law, Michael, and they get to sit with him, and he said, it's, he's like, dude, the dude is humble, and it just, Jesus comes out. He's like, he just prays for the food, and the glory shows up. He's like, it just, he's legit. And so you can, people can say what they want. I'm not touching it with a 10 foot pole. And so, um, but I received like crazy impartation. Uh, we were in Pensacola and got, went to a, a, a Brownsville actually. He was speaking at Brownsville where the revival was. And I'd seen on like a, a Marco Polo, or this was, no, this was when Periscope was around. And he was on Periscope. It was kind of like, Marco Polo, or kind of like, uh, like TikTok, but you were live, and so went went to to go to this event. I'm like, oh, never been in a Benny Hinn meeting at all. Never been in a meeting at all at Brownsville, though. I lived in Pensacola. I think I went when I was a kid, but I don't remember. And I think I went one time in '04, but I don't remember much. So um, went went to the event, sat in the back, and somebody came and got us. And brought us up front and set us at like third row center, which if you know, it just doesn't happen, you know, typically, especially they don't know you, you know, she just beadlined and grabbed us. It must have been by the Holy Ghost and pulled us up front, set us there. We're sitting there and that night. He began to minister to the sick and whatnot, call them out. And, and he'd pray for the sick and people would come up. Dudes getting delivered from drugs, like right on the spot, you know, miracles are happening tumors are disappearing i mean it's just wild i'm going whoa but he didn't really like lay hand he will sometimes like lay hands if you've ever seen any of his services and he'll do like impartation or he'll pray and prophesy at times none of that this night it was mainly healing except for at one point he turned around the youth pastor was on the stage like this okay about where i'm at standing on a big stage in, in brownsville pastor benny was about right here and he said you and he went Boom! And he punched like that. And when he did, the guy literally from this far over lifted up in the air. It looked like Street Fighter. You know, the guy like lifted up and flew back. You know, gone. Gone. I mean, uh, it was, I've, I saw it in a, uh, years later as well. Just crazy. I mean, they just roll right off the stage, like, and not hurt, which is crazy. But anyway, he just, the dude lifted up. Nobody else is the power of God lifted the guy up and flew him across the room. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So then he turns around and points at us and was like, you two, come here. And so, like, we come up, we're holding hands. And, uh, and, and I looked around and I was like, she's pregnant. And they were like, softball, softball. It was funny. And so, um, so Pastor Benny comes up, though, and he's like, you know, he's very, he's very, he, like Catherine Coleman was too, though. He's very enthusiastic, you know. And he comes up and he's like, like this you know and he prays and we went down boom but then he goes pick him up pick him up and so i got him and said, pick him up 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 so that was the fourth time he picked me up and, and he comes up there and i'm going <laughs> and he goes he goes what are you feeling what is on you right now and I wanted to be like, I feel impartation. I feel like death. Like this is what going through my mind. And he, he sticks the microphone up, and I go, fire, fire. That's all I could get out. Fire. And he goes, that's the power of God. And I was out. I just they just left me there. Yeah, it was pretty bananas. So, 
Yeah, it was crazy. You know what? I just thought of something too. I, I don't know. You'll you you might get this because because well, you've seen the poster. But I just I got invited to speak at a conference. It'd probably be the biggest conference I've ever spoken at. And it's super humbling. And just the people are amazing. Love love them dearly. Um, it's called P3 down in um, Jacksonville, Florida, September 21st through the 23rd. Probably be, like I said, the largest uh, venue, like 700 or something like that I've ever, doesn't matter to me, just as humbling. Um, but like people like with like Eric Gilmore is one of the speakers who's like a flipping hero to me. And it's just like, it's bananas, super humbling. But my buddy Gary, who I've known for a while, and I just connected it and this doesn't matter. I'm just rambling. It's okay. But my buddy Gary, because sometimes you just wait on the Lord and I, we can talk about stuff and then he'll just come in and it's good. But my buddy Gary, uh, and I just thought about it. He was in that same meeting and we're both speaking at that conference, but it's pretty well. So anyway, um, yeah, what do y'all want to do? Hmm. Is this good? Talk about revival and the Lord moving. I remember one time I was at a meeting and uh, Coletti Keith, they were having a fire tunnel. How many of you know who Coletti Keith is? Powerful man of God from Kentucky. So he's like in his, uh, got to be in his upper 80s now. But don't look at, you, you know, you wouldn't know. He's fiery. And so we're in this fire tunnel and he comes like, I'm, I'm going through and I get right to him. And I'm going to tell you, I have no idea what he said. I would love... I know he said something, and I would love to go back and get a recording, but I have no idea what he said. And he started saying something, and all I know is I felt something push me, and it pushed me physically out of the, the fire tunnel and up the aisle. I was at Victory Coitsville, and it went up the aisle, and I was going, he was walking towards me about as far as from me to Ryan, and I'm going, <laughs> just like this. And he never once touched me. He never got farther than for me to that, and all of a sudden this wave overtook me. Boom, I hit the ground, messed me up real good. I didn't get sober even till the next night. And then the next night we're there in, uh, in Pastor Kilpatrick. John Kilpatrick was there ministering, you know, pastor of the of Brownsville Revival. And he called all the ministers up on stage. And I went up on stage and he just walked by and he didn't like, all he did was go like that on my head. Just, just, as, just like that, walk right by. And as soon as he did, I started going. Hands locked up. I couldn't stop. And actually, they got, they got like ice cold. Like ice cold. I actually was scared. I was like, is this even God? You know, because it was ice. I was like, I know God's heat. God is a consuming fire. What is this? It's cold. Is this a devil? You know, I didn't know. And I was locked up. I was scared for a moment. And uh, it, no, it was, it was so hot. It was cold. You know, and then that started to subside. And then Bishop Thomas walked up to me and grabbed me and he hugged me and he said, I'll break off any spirit of rejection. And he hugged me like that. And the power of God went through me. And I wept for three days. <laughs> I went into work and I would sit there on the phone and they would call me at Red Wing. I was working at Red Wing then. And they'd call me and I'd answer the phone and I'd go, hello. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got size 12, 42, 432 for you. Mm-hmm, yep, just come on in. <laughs> Phone ringer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Red wing shoes. <laughs> you know, and it's like this for three days. You know, people would walk out. I'd be sitting in the chair in the, in the store and just, <laughs> and they come in. I, I'd hear the door go, and I'd go, Welcome to Red Wing Shoes. How can I help you? <laughs> you know, they must have thought I was nuts or God supernaturally like, you know, but I was gone for three days and never the same. You know, after that one touch from God changes everything, man. Everything. It's what we live for, really. Man, it feels good in here. Ooh. Encounter, you, you, you know. Find out what pleases the Lord by experientially knowing God. Like, 
you, you know, to know him. I count it all as loss, worthless, garbage, compared, just complete fodder, you know, compared to knowing him. And it's experientially, you, you know, knowing him. I'm going to tell you, I've been in my prayer closet too. Like, it's not just through people. Yeah, touch them, Lord. Thank you. I've just been in my prayer closet just sitting and literally had, man, I might just go there tonight. And if you don't ever come back, it's okay. I understand. It's totally in the Bible. But had this dude show up and he was bald. I don't think I've ever shared this publicly. And he was bald and he looked at me and I'm going, what is this? And he stared at me like this and he walked. And when he walked, he went right through me. And when he did, I just got shot like lightning. I began to like in my chair. Nobody's around. I'm like, like lightning. And you're like, where is that in the Bible? Well, I mean, Jesus is on the uh, Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration talking with Moses and Elijah. You know, it says that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And so um, don't really get big into, you know, you talking to relatives and, you know, don't really go that route. Same tunnel different substance you, you, you know same tunnel you've got a pipeline that flows from you, you know xl pipeline god open it back up but xl pipeline you, you know going in and you can have oil running through it or natural gas does the pipe change no it's the substance that flows through it you know psychics mediums prophetic word of knowledge wisdom people start reading tarot cards nah i'm good why? I got the Holy Ghost, pure, you know, angelic assistance, which we may get into if we have time. You know, uh, stuff gets weird, man. I, the other day I found just a feather popped and I, I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't here. Happened at 113. I looked it up in the Bible and it says the angel, Zechariah 113 says, and the angel who spoke with me, you know, angels still speak to men. If you've got a problem with people hearing from angels, then maybe throw out the whole Bible because it says even the law of Moses was given to him by an angel. I mean, the book of Zechariah, the whole thing is a dialogue between a man and an angel. Like this is the God we serve who does these things. And sometimes, I mean, gold appears on, I don't know. You know, you just say, where is that in the Bible? Well, there's streets paved of gold. Uh, he says in um, Psalm 68, he says, I will cover you like a dove with silver and gold. I never realized that was literal until it happened to me. People would say, well, there's fault signs. Sure. Why? Because there's real ones. The enemy never counterfeits something that's not actually real. You know, Reiki healing versus the healing of God. The prophets of Baal versus the prophets of God. You know, he just, he can't create anything. He only manipulates. So this stuff is just real, authentic power. Really, you know, you, I, I know I can hear thoughts sometimes. Um, you say, where's that in the Bible? It's not a psychic reading. Um, it says that Jesus had no need of anyone to tell him what was in the hearts of men, for he knew. And you say, why would God do that? God would do that. He would release that to you because he wouldn't want you linking up and running and doing life with people because you can see motives. You can know hearts, not anything to you know, harm them or expose them, but to protect your life because you don't know. People lie right to your face. You, know, you just never know. You can hear. Uh, it just it keeps things pure. I can tell you, staff, it, it just you don't. They can tell you it gets real interesting around here in staff meetings sometimes when, you know, they'll think, mm -hmm, what was that? Okay, cool. And then we just, you know, it's Charles transparency, walk in the light as he is in the light. You know, nothing exposed, hidden in darkness. He shows things hidden in darkness, things that you did not know. He reveals them, pulls them back to why for life, love, holiness, purity. Man, I feel the fire of God in the room tonight, man. Shoo. I don't know. It's good. It's really good. Thanks, God. You know, joy comes. Laughter. You know, people kind of get twisted about that sometimes. Why are they laughing? You, you know, well, I mean, he said God and people are like, were they being dishonorable? No, absolutely not. The Bible says this. It says because you hated wickedness and loved righteousness, God, our God, Put on him the oil of joy above anyone else. That's what it says. Another translation says above his companions, speaking about Jesus. You know they called Jesus a drunkard and a wine bibbler? Why? 
it certainly wasn't because he was getting drunk. It's because at times he looked at. If you're anointed, the you're the gladdest guy in the room. You're like, yeah, <laughs> for no reason. Oh, you know, I see Jesus. He goes away with the Father. We like Jesus. Come, come, we got Jesus like this. Jesus come out of prayer closet, and he's like, all right, Peter, here's your marching orders for today. You're gonna go, and you're gonna just got a face, and then you go in that city and you preach the gospel. It wasn't like that. Jesus come out of the prayer closet and be like, oh boys. It's gonna be a day. I saw a blind man get healed. I had a vision. You know where we're going? We're going down the street to Capernaum, and God's gonna do it. I'm telling you. You know? Come on. This is the God we serve. This is the God we serve. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a keeping God. He's a sustaining God. And he does it his way, you know. We love to tell God to do it our way. Touch her, Jesus. Just fill her. We love God to do whatever little thing we're comfortable with. But see, he didn't send a comforter for you to be comfortable. (laughs) He sent you a comforter because you would be in uncomfortable situations. That your flesh and the spirit are at enmity with each other. That means sometimes if you're living right, you're to live uncomfortable. Why? Because if my flesh don't like where the Spirit's leading me, it's uncomfortable. But it's okay because the Spirit comforts. Man, come Lord Jesus. Fill the house. Fire on us, Lord. You're just amazing, man. I remember one time I was just vacuuming the church. I was vacuuming the church and Randy Clark was on TV and they were doing the voice of the apostles or whatever and they were they were talking and... and uh, and he was talking about the baptism of fire. And I was just vacuuming. And I just, in my heart, I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. Lord, I'd re- I really like that, that baptism of fire. <laughs> 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 and, like, when I say, like, gone, I mean, like, you, you asked Courtney. She was there. I had sweat just beating out of me. Just the nobody around. He just touched me. Oh, he touched me, and he made me whole. Touch us, Lord. You know, if you'll just get a little hungry tonight, I'm telling you, he's on the edge of heaven, and he's just like, I see you at 2032. I see you. Just get a little bit hungry. Just get a little bit of faith, and I'll come touch you. Like, just, he, he, oh, man, he'll come. You know, he'll come. I was ministering one time. I come down off the platform, and I began to walk out into the crowd, and I fell into a trance. And you say, what is a trance? A trance is not quite like a vision. A a vision typically will be within the mind's eye or an open thing that you see. So closed eyes and like kind of the Lord will really ride upon the avenue of the imagination if you will he'll kind of take it over and you know just like you could picture an apple in your mind right now he'll pop a picture up in there how many of you've ever experienced that God gives you a picture yeah and then you can prophesy out of it and different things like that or he's speaking to you this way or that way and so oh I'm gonna come back to this so one time I went to this cabin I'll come back I went to this cabin it's called the angel cabin it's in Moravian Falls. It's pretty bananas. Me and Paul are supposed to go sometime. And so uh, we went. We, we had it planned, and we couldn't. But uh, so anyway, we went, and, like, this crazy stuff happened and all this. I'm not going to go into it. Details around this cabin. And Moravian Falls is wild. So they, the Moravians had a 100-year prayer movement, day and night prayer movement for 100 years. And they carried it over to Moravian Falls, North Carolina, and they continued it there for a season and people will go there often and visit the place, and literally angels will come up to them and, and talk to them and walk up to them and say, hey, and begin dialogue with them. And they're like, whoa, and then pff, they're gone. Or they'll go to this, like, certain rock, and they'll begin worshiping. And literally, next thing they know, they look over, and an angel has come and joined them worshiping. And they, they go, it just, and it just happens. I mean, I've got friends that they go there on retreats, like literally um, quarterly, they go and they do retreats and things like that. So before I went into the ministry, um, full-time ministry, I, 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 uh, 
I was leaving. I've been doing it for a year. It was time to transition. It was like actually in December, and it was my first weekend where I would be in full-time ministry, and I just so happened through word of knowledge, I didn't even know about the cabin, and if you don't know it's called Angel Cabin and you don't search for that, you'll never find it. But somebody said, what would that be called, like an angel cabin? They had a word of knowledge. I looked it up, boom, found it, called them. They're like, oh, we just so happened somebody like canceled their reservation. You know, you can have these dates. Happened to be the first day I was in full-time ministry. It's crazy. So I fly down there. I get to the cabin. I drive out. I open up the door. I go in the cabin, and I feel like things are watching me. And it's actually really creepy. I literally couldn't even like just sit still. I felt weird. Like, stuff was everywhere. Like, just, I don't know. If you've ever experienced an angel coming in the room, one came earlier in the service. I was standing here, and I felt it come by, and I felt wind. And then I watched one step up and stand behind Amy when she was uh, ministering right up here. But you'll see them sometimes like a silhouette or since something comes in the room, and you're like, whoo, what is that? It's kind of weird, you know? But it's like sometimes it's electricity, the fear of the Lord, winds flames of fire it's all biblical it says it right there i quoted it earlier at the beginning of the service but so it just i could just feel like all the angelic activity on the prayer it's a prayer mountain is where you're at and so um i'm staying there. i'm like man i tried to pl- pray it was so much i was so distracted i couldn't even pray and i was like it's kind of actually annoying and i was like if my whole time is like this i don't really want to <laughs> be here and so I went to bed and I tried to go to sleep. I'm like, maybe I'll wake up in the morning. Had one of the most demonic dreams I've ever had in my life. I was like, what the heck? I'm going to go back to bed. Maybe I'll get up fourth watch, try to pray. Got up fourth watch. If you don't know that, that's the hours of 3 to 6 a.m. That's the hour that Jesus walked on the water. I highly encourage you if you can ever carve out time to pray during that time. It's the time in which the earth is the stillest. And we must allow the earth to become still at times to hear him. You know, be still and know God, experientially know him, getting still. So if you can get up in that time and just be still, don't even say anything. Just listen. Listen, you know, prayer should be 75%, I would say, or more listening. Listening. We have two ears and one mouth made in the image of God. And we have a conversation with God who should be doing the majority of the speaking. God. You know. We can petition. He already knows them, but we can petition. You have not because you ask not. But listen. I went up in my watchtower to wait and see what the Lord would say. Just wait. Just be still. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So fourth watch nothing real hard still and then there was like this um oh man i just got really good yeah there was this uh wind chime outside and it was awfully annoying and i was like Mm-mm. so i went back to sleep Right, right when I was about to get to sleep, like that twilight, I don't know if you've ever been in that, like where you're kind of in, kind of out, this bright white light just bursts in the room. <laughs> I mean, as bright as lightning, you know, just bright. And I'm on, I'm in a backwoods, nothing, you know, like there's no roads, there's no cars coming by. I mean, it's like five in the morning, you know, no cars, nothing. And uh, no outside lights. I'm in a cabin in the woods. And this bright white light, boom. And I knew it was the Lord coming like he came to Paul, you know, in a bright white light. And as soon as that happened, woo, the whole trip got different. You know, it was super swirly then, the presence, the oil. I was like, man, this is glory. You know, just joy, easy. I could just lock up. I literally locked up. I would pray for like eight hours, you know, minimum. And then get out, eat some protein because I was fasting drink some protein, sorry, and come back in and another hour, four hours would go by. And I remember one time, this is where I was going with this one, because visions, you'll just see them, you know, and I was sitting there in prayer and I saw in a vision, I literally saw this, um, the rivers of living water start to come out of my innermost being, you know, where he says out of your innermost being will come out rivers of living water. I started to see these rushing rivers come out 
And all of a sudden, like I heard something even through my headphones because I had these noise canceling headphones in because I got to get rid of the, the wind chimes. And so I pull it out and I hear an angel had literally done a wonder in the bathroom and turned the water faucet on. Like nobody's in this cabin, guys. I'm in the woods, you know, but because I, I was having this rivers of living water. And sorry if that's a little bit, you know, touchy, but that will move things at times and just stuff and you, it's all over the bible who, who do you think performed the wonder for gideon you know who do you think did that it was an angel through that burning bush actually an angel read it you find out in hebrews it was an angel in the bush bush burning not consumed strange why i don't know why did he have moses throw down a, a staff and turn to a snake which we know snakes represent, I don't know, maybe because when he grabs it and pulls it up, we have power over snakes and scorpions. I don't know. So, you, you know, he just is a wise God, and he does weird things, and it's okay. He's got four living creatures, four faces, and eyes all over their body hanging out right by his throne. That's strange to me. I don't see home decor like that. Like, you know, I just wouldn't typically you know, pick that, but that's what he does, and it's him. His ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts, you know. So, um, yeah, back to the trance. So, trance a little bit different uh, in the vision, you know, my conscience was there. I saw the vision, and I could hear, my, I could do things, but when a trance comes, typically a trance will fall upon you, and, uh, and you'll see Paul and Peter talk about them in the New Testament, and they both say fell into so it's not like, you know, I was uh, looking at, like, seeking the Lord to have a vision or waiting upon a vision or anything like that. They, you typically just slip into a trance. And typically it, 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 what happens is your conscience is kind of taken out of it. Like, your eyes may be closed. It's like where Paul says, whether in body or spirit, I don't know. But all I know is what I saw, you know. And so what happened is I come out of this, you know, off the stage about right here and I fell into a trance and when I did um, I could see a, a river running up to a beautiful city set up on a hill and I could see um, grass and trees on either side and I knew I'm like and then I saw people walking around in white robes I'm like I know where I am you know <laughs> I'm like this is heaven and so it's pretty wild and then Jesus stepped on the scene and man when he comes like it just it could care less about rivers and grass and people and just he when he moves it was like you, you know it was like you have the centerpiece of eternity and everything revolved around where he went like every if he moved to the left the center was there it's all eyes on him you know and so I fell before him and just yeah I'm not going to go into more detail but um just some other really crazy cool stuff happened and then um, I come out of it, and what was really cool is there was a woman, and she's actually come to the encounter and testified this before, um, but she, she saw everything that happened in an open-eyed vision. So, like, when I say everything that happened, like, I fell before the Lord. He had me stand up. I fell down. These angels came. This whole thing happened. My body was moving. My conscience was gone. And everybody in the room was watching. You know, it's kind of weird. So they probably think I was like possessed or something. I don't know. But like <laughs> it was pretty wild. But thankfully, this woman, she had an open eyed vision and saw everything that took place. So when I come out of the trance, I could not speak English. I could only speak tongues. I, I, I tried to talk to her. You know, I tried to tell you I heard I saw Jesus and all I could. You know, and that's it. Another would come out. Uh, it was crazy, though. As soon as I came out, I turned and looked to the left, and there was a lady standing right here, and as soon as I looked at her, she lifted up and flew and hit the wall and was out. I mean, there was just such power from the encounter, you, you know, that just went out the whole room. There wasn't a body, you know, off the floor a after that and just began to pray for people, but I couldn't speak English. So anyway, this lady, sweet lady, comes up to me. She tells me, listen, I saw everything. I was shot. You know, I couldn't tell her nothing. She starts word for word describing. She saw it all in color. Word for word, describe. I saw this, and then I saw that, and then I saw this without me ever being able to repeat it, which I thank God, man, because really I was younger in the Lord. The enemy could have come in and said, that was just all in your head. You know, that was nothing. It was weird. You know, you had a flashback from LSD or something. You know, like he could have, uh, you know, twisted it up all kinds of ways. 
But these things, this is just the God we serve, man. He's just a very real, real God. And typically, he'll be as real as you want him to be. You know, if you, you know, typically, sometimes he'll just, he don't care. He knocks you off your, your, you know, high horse like like Saul to Paul, you know. But rule of thumb, and then, you know, he'll break that sometimes. But typically, the rule of thumb is these signs or these things follow those who believe. You know, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled and so it's like let it be to you according to your faith kind of thing you you know you don't want to have run-ins with angels you won't you you don't want to see the sick healed you won't you you know you don't it's it just it's kind of the way it is man it just i've just seen it uh sometimes he'll violate that and just do whatever because he's god and he wants you in your destiny and he just loves you. And typically it's the goodness of God. You don't want to have visions. You you won't. You don't want to have, I mean, dreams, man. We can go on and on and on about the goodness of God and dreams. And uh, just, you, you know, people get caught up in that anymore, anymore in dreams. People are like, you know, what are you doing following the dreams? We have the Bible. I'm like, yeah, but do you know how the father protected his son? <sighs> Come on. Who was the Bible in flesh? Mm, come on. The Father protected the Word with dreams. What am I saying? He came to Joseph in the night in a dream said, hey, get up and go to Egypt. I mean, think about that. And we act like dreams are just, well, that's weird, man. You had a dream and you're following that. No, I mean, dreams are profound. Dreams and visions are actually the primary way in which God communicates. Do you know that? In this word. Actually, if you go read, I just read it. Maybe we'll go there. That way the meeting will be legal. Um, we'll go there. And, and I'll give you a little bit of scripture. It's, pr- it's crazy. So I was just reading in Samuel, and, it, and it's pretty wild. Like, is it Samuel 3? think it is I don't know if I can find it but basically what it what it says it's super interesting and it says that he spoke to him in his ear but but he says that it was it was kind of off. Like he's like he spoke to him as, in his ear. But typically in that time, people would would hear uh, through visions. Like he's like typically the word of the Lord came to people through dreams and through visions. Like it wasn't normal for them to hear the audible voice of God. We like to I can't I can't find it, but I'll. It's First Samuel three. Not when he's called. No, it's it's later on, and it's describing a, a, the word of, how the word of the Lord came to. I definitely wasn't going here tonight, so herds the words of the people repeated them. Help, Lord! I know I highlighted it, so. But basically, anyway, it says, um, it says something like this, and I'll paraphrase it. It's it's like the, he heard the word, but that's what, again, a lot of us, when we read the prophets and we read scripture, we read this like, like and, and I, it's movies have done it too. Childhood cartoons have done it too. Like all the cartoons I've ever seen, when God speaks to them, they hear this loud, booming, overwhelming voice. And we think that's how God, like, we're like, well, I must not be a prophet or I must not can hear God because I've never had that happen. But that's actually way rarer in Scripture than you think. Like you'll see it when Jesus was baptized and then you'll see it on the Mount of Transfiguration. But like it's super rare. Typically, the voice of the Lord will come through dreams and visions. It's the primary way in which God spoke. Most of this book right here was written out of either a dream, vision, or an angelic messenger. 
Those three ways. And now we're, here we are in, in, in 2021, and we're like still small voice and, you know, the Bible. But how many of you know that, did you know the still small voice was that, that Elijah heard was not an eternal voice? I bet you've been taught that. It was an audible voice. Go back and read it. It means God spoke in a whisper. Hey, Elijah. But he heard it with this thing. Not in here. Why? Now do we have the indwelling spirit and his voice comes up indwelling and do we hear it? Yes, but do you know what it sounds like? The Bible. It says the spirit will bring to remembrance all the things that Jesus spoke. When you were about to make a decision and you heard scripture, that was the spirit speaking through you. When you're about to go off on the guy that cut you off and you, you hear, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. You go, whoop. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's not because you memorized a million scriptures. It's why I've met people that were born again in five minutes and, and just were, could fire off scripture. Bop, 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 bop. Why? Because the author is, lives in them. You know? I've literally said things and in, in went back and listened to it and heard it and then look it up and find it in scripture. What was it the other day I told you about? Yeah. I was literally meditating over something in, in prayer and I was talking, it was about happiness. And I was just talking about, just, just talking to the Lord about happiness, you, you know, and like, well, what if this makes you happy or that doesn't or this? Like, what do you do with that? And how do you navigate this? And I literally heard in my spirit, and I've never, ever read this translation before, ever. I've never heard it this way. I heard the Holy Spirit say, happy is the man who fears the Lord. I said, whoa, that's good. I said, is that Bible? So I Googled it, and sure enough, it's in the Bible. N never in a different translation. Uh, another one says joyful. Probably the translation I use would say joyful is the man who fears the Lord. But I literally heard happy, which which tells me that, you, you know, he's not hung up on a particular translation either. But it said happy is the man who fears the Lord. And I looked it up, and sure enough, there it was. I was like, man, you know, he's just good. This stuff's on. Is this okay that we're just talking about this? How many of you want to hear God more? Yeah, I'm just, by the way, I'm just literally, so just so you know how we minister and flow and why it seems different, and there's not a three-point sermon and this and that, is because we wait upon the Lord and follow the cloud. I have no agenda, but what happened was an angel walked in the room, my ears started burning, and now all we've done is talk about the way God's voice comes. Do you see? Not because I decided to talk, you know, but he, through wonders, began to speak and lead the cloud began to move us here tonight you know and that's how i want to live my life you know his voice and his presence are everything everything if your glory or presence does not go i'm not going you know, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How are you going to eat the bread that proceeds from his mouth if you don't know how he serves it? He literally just showed you the buffet. Call them the avenues of the voice of the Lord, you know. God speaks through dreams, visions, angels, prophecy, men and women. He speaks in an audible voice at times. Only time, I think maybe twice I've heard it, and the other I can't, it's not coming to me. But one time I was driving in my mess, in my garbage. This is the mercy of God. In my garbage. Another time an angel came in my garbage. I was drunk driving, and an angel pushed my car back up on the road. Literally kept it on the road. Kept me from killing it, people or anybody and myself. I was driving like uh, an hour doing 65 mile an hour. And I couldn't, when I got to the car, I dropped my keys and I couldn't even, you know, that's how drunk I was. Got in the car and drove. Man, praise God I didn't kill nobody. Mercy of Jesus. But I literally remember coming out. I was falling asleep drunk at the wheel. And I remember coming out of it and seeing like light 
pushing me back on the, you, you know, and kept me. He's, he'll keep you, man. He'll keep you, man. Another time I was high as a kite smoking weed and driving. I had a car full of people coming up over a hill, and, and I heard my name. It's the only time I've heard him audibly. He said, Brett. Nobody else in the car heard a thing. I said, you hear? What'd you, why'd you say my name? They thought I was nuts. Immediately, I began to try to, we're coming down over a hill, red light, cars lined up like this, turning lane, and then there's like these dividers. You ever seen those? They divide the turning lane from the other two lanes. Coming up over a hill, and then, you know, oncoming traffic like this. Go to hit my brakes, no brakes. Go through the light, all right? Have to turn it left. Cars are going, turn it right, cars are going, and I get across the side and not a scratch on us. You know, he just, it's, he speaks his voice. He speaks Jesus and stuff happens. But man, I want to be listening and I want to hunger for his, I like, listen, man, there's people in this room that can tell you. They have seen me in, 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 and I'm not boasting, I'm just inviting. That's what I'm doing. I'm inviting. I have been crushed, pressed on every side, just miserable, man, and, and won't move without his voice. Don't care. You're not going to budge me. I don't care. If it's not his voice, I don't want it. It's just not worth it. If it's not God, I could just care less anymore. I just, I'm telling you, he's calling us to know this because there's going to come a time again when the only provision you're going to have is going to come from the voice of God. There's coming a time here in the last days when we will not be able to buy, sell, or trade at all when we proclaim the name of Christ. And literally the only way to survive is going to be off his voice, that manna that he says just like he did to Elijah. Go to this brook for a while and angels literally come and bring bread to us angels literally show up here's provision boom manna from heaven boom here you're hungry here you're here it's psalms 91 the days are coming and he's just i'm telling you we gotta learn it now i'd rather learn it now i'd rather learn it now where there's like safety room to bump and make a mistake and miss it than when it's life and death like i might run it he might say hey don't go down this street and i might doubt it and then i turn down that street and there's people looking for us you, you know or wakes an angel comes in your room in the middle of the night wakes you up and you're kind of in a stupor and he says you need to go right now and he gives you an address just like he uh just like he did to when the Lord came to, uh, uh, what was his name, um, Ananias, to go pray for Saul. Literally, go to the street called Straight. And he went. Listen, we wouldn't have, if Ananias hadn't obeyed that weird event, we wouldn't have two-thirds of the New Testament right now. Hypothetically. Think about that, man. Peter sitting in a prison. Peter sitting in a prison. The saints are literally, listen, this is how we are, y'all. I just read it in Hebrews. He said, you've become dull of hearing. This is how we are. We're sheep, and we need a shepherd, and we better stay real close to him, or we're getting off the path. They're literally in a prayer meeting praying for Peter to get free. Peter is sitting in jail. An angel comes and walks Peter right out of jail, okay? Peter goes to the door, and he goes up, and he goes, knock, 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 and a girl comes and opens the door, super excited, shuts the door. She's so excited. Oh, goes back in and says, Peter's out, and they go, oh, it must be his angel. They had more faith an angel had appeared than they did. Their prayer was answered. Like, think about that, man. That's how, this is us. This is us, you know? Like, I'm telling you, they'll come in my house. There's people that have stayed the night in our home. They can tell you it gets weird sometimes. You know, it just gets strange. Like, Mary can tell you she's by, it gets strange. You know, it just, I don't know, stuff happens. One time we were at our house and we were talking and the whole house shook. Somebody said, what are you doing? I said, we're just following the cloud. As soon as I said that, my whole house went. And everybody went, oh. And you say, where's that in the Bible? And when they prayed, God fill us with boldness. The Holy Spirit fell and the place in which they stood shook. Bible. Bible. You know, it's actually unbiblical to have these things not happen. What I just described to you is biblical Christianity. 
It is. And it all, listen, you don't have, test every spirit, brothers, lest you be deceived. You'll know them by their fruit. Yeah, sure, can an angel of light come? But I don't know that the devil would try to come as an angel of light unless, unless angels of light actually came. If angels of light didn't actually come and minister, then why would Satan try to come that way in the first place? You would just blow it all off as Satan. You know? But test the voice. Test what it's saying. Is it pointing you to Jesus? Is it pointing you to the word right here? I'm going to tell you, I've seen some stuff prophetically that, that could be taken against the word, but it wasn't. And like God will, I've seen it be like all crazy, crazy stuff. But what he did, you know what he did? He showed me what was coming, but never violated his word. He showed me what was going to happen, and what would, what, if it didn't happen right, it would be unbiblical, and it would be ungodly, and if it wasn't in God's timing, and if it wasn't in God's way, it could turn unbiblical. But I tell you what he never did is show me what would happen in an ungodly way. Like even in the moment, though in the future the thing might not be ungodly because of this happening or this happening or whatever, he will never violate his script, the scripture in what he speaks. He'll always, that's why sometimes it's in mysteries. You know, he just won't violate even where you're at now. He's not going to give you permission to violate his word. He just won't do it. He just won't do it. He's a good God. So that's how you know. Test the fruit. My ears are still on fire. We're going to pray. Man, I might come through. You want to light and I might just, we might just have an anointing service. Let's go. Let's go. All right, and I'm going to have Decker come and Amy come. Amy is a BGI student, if you don't know that already. She sits under Garen and uh, his school, Bridal Glory, my mentor. Um, and so she carries impartation from that as well and sees visions, dreams, stuff like that. So I'm going to have, no, 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 no. You guys are going to pray for people. No, 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 no. Yeah, come here and get some oil on your hands. So, um, yeah. No, 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 no. Follow the cloud, man. Thank you for joining us on Encounter Podcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you. We would be honored if you would prayerfully consider supporting this ministry by becoming a monthly partner or sowing a one-time offering, helping us bring the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord to the lost and the continued training and equipping of his bride, the church. For more information on how to become a partner or make a donation, please go to Encounter1078.com and click on the donate button. Thank you, and may the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus be upon you.